Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and my lovely wife, Elder Josephine Montgomery. Praise God. We're in the house. Hey, this is JC. Welcome, Radio Land. And we have a great show for you today. But what we're going to do, as you know, we always do a review of last week's show on that we did on effective parenting. It wasn't a four-parter, but we decided to go ahead and move forward because yeah. effective parenting gave us the challenges of parenting itself. And you know parents out there raising children is a task. But True. with the Lord at the head and at the helm, you can handle it. <laughs> Praise God. And we also talked about co-parenting to a certain degree because we know a lot of you radio audience may be on second, third marriages and you're a blended family. Hey, as a blended family, there's still some key tasks that you need to do to be able to be a good father and a good mother. So we talked a little bit about that. We also talked about what it means to have self-worth and self-love and trust yourself because a lot of times we as I always tell my children, you overanalyze things. You don't have to keep thinking about it and thinking about it. Cause you know, you get tired thinking about it. Yeah, so just, tired just thinking about it. On. Yeah. You get tired and got laid back. Because right. You're so tired of thinking about it. And you never get the work done. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to put a few things out there in order for you to go. And again, if you want to hear it, you can t- tie into any podcast, Apple, Google, uh, uh, tune in Stitcher SoundCloud and now iHeartRadio I'm trying to get them all in but you can listen at your convenience and the effective parenting I believe will help you immensely yeah it's so important because th- over the past year we've dealt with uh, the subject of parenting uh, throughout last year along yes. with a number of other topics and I know we have something for you but also last week, we, you know, we talked about effective parenting, but we gave seven traits of effective parenting. I'm not going to go through all of them because I want you to go to our previous shows last week. Yes. But some of them are, are like uh, boundaries and limits. And uh, I know we were able to teach um, uh, the curriculum that Dr. Uh, Henry Cloud and John Townsend had on boundaries. And that's so important to know your limitations you know what Clint Eastwood said? Uh, a man got to know his limitations. Praise God. And that's you too, women. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, we talked about grace and forgiveness, adaptability. So it's, some, it's just another show that can help you in your toolbox because now more than ever, yes, we need to keep our families together. Because so much is going on in our communities and in our society and in our country. Families are the key and the foundation for love, growth. Without families, you don't have anybody to go fight no wars. You got that right. Can't recruit. I was reading the Bible and they were talking about, uh, you know, the Israelites, they lost 30,000 people in one battle against the Philistines. So you need to keep populating. <laughs> and just remember the scriptures for that were Matthew 10, 21 that talked about uh, undiscipleship and second Corinthians 12, 14, which is important because parents, it spells out your duty. Praise God. It, it, Jason, what's our topic for today? 
Where is the glory? I know where it's at. Oh, man, we have such a, a highlight of what is happening in our world that, mm. that we're not paying attention to. But let me know. Let, let me tell you, God sees all. Yes, everything. Can't yes. hide it. Yes. Cannot hide it. But the most common use of the word glory in the Bible is to describe the splendor. The holiness, the majesty of God. Glory in this sense is often associated with a person experiencing God's presence in a tangible way. When used this way, the word glory conveys a sense of heavy dignity. Can you imagine the glory of God? Well, so much so, he told Moses he can only see his backside. So, you know, that's some mean glory. scared <laughs> half the times when, you know, the Israelites had a personal relationship. Yes, they did. Where they were walking. They were following. Yes, that they cloud. They were behind. He was behind them, beside yes. them, and fed them. But that's, many of them were afraid. Ooh. Well, I, you know, even though God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but I could imagine to hear his voice like thunder and to see he is, when Moses came down from the mountain, he was so bright that they had told him to cover his face because that's how <laughs> much the light shone. So, you know, God is great. Well, since where is the glory, let's start with uh, the story of um, the story of Ichabod in uh, Samuel, first Samuel's four twelve twenty two. And the backstory is, is that, uh, the Israelites were fighting the, the, the Hebrews. Yes. And the Philistines were beating them up. Yes. And, uh, and as they were leaving, they, uh, a soldier who got away from the battle went back and told Eli that um, your sons were killed and the ark is going to be captured. Yes. And at that time, uh, Eli, who let his sons go off and do all kind of wickedness, even though he was the Eli he was, was a Levite, priest. right? He was a Levite, and his sons were to follow the same path, and which they did for, not. Yeah, they served for forty years, and they was oh, they was wicked. Yes, <laughs> they were wicked. And even though, uh, so when the news came, Eli, who was a big fat dude, he was big and fat. Yeah, that's how he they describe him. Fell and broke his neck. So that dude had to be heavy. He's like, oh, you stumble backwards and you just break your neck. I tell you, don't want to mess with God. Yes, because he will always come back to haunt you. But his daughter-in-law was mm -hmm. married to his son. Uh, I think his name, how do you pronounce that? Phineas? Phineas, yes. Phineas. Phineas? Yes. Okay, Phineas. Okay. And the Hopney. Uh, the two brothers, but she was married to Phineas and she was pregnant. Yes. And, uh, and when she heard that her husband and her father-in-law died yes. because of the war, she said, I'm going to name my child Ichabod because she died right there at childbirth, but she had a chance to name him. And, and the Ichabod means where is the glory? Yes. Israel glory is gone. And she named him this because the Ark of God had been captured by the Philistines and because her husband and father-in-law were dead. Then she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the Ark of God has been captured. And that's in 1 Samuel 4, 21. And 22. And 22. And we share that story because 
let's, let's go forward a little bit. During the great Welsh revival in 1904, churches and chapels of Wales were crowded with worshipers seeking yes. to get right with God. Miners were covered with coal dust. They went straight from the pits to the church. It went straight from work to the church. And the valley of the Welsh Valley rang with grand sounds of Welsh voices singing great hymns of faith. But, you know, one day, American tourist who was familiar with the stories of the revival was anxious to visit the towns and villages where the spirit of God had moved. All right. And he found an old Welshman who took him around to some of the chapels and churches where he reminisced about the great preaching and singings of a bygone days. But then with a tremor in his voice, he said, the glory has departed. And you can write across the front of the church in big letters the word Ichabod. Interesting. The glory. glory is gone. Yes. So, America, take heed. We don't need our glory gone because God will be ready. Well, just guess what? We're going to stay tuned. We'll be right back to discuss more of this and some other interesting stories. We'll be back. Help me find my way Bring me back to you Bring me back to you Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org Well, welcome back friends and families to the Stone Builders Hour with your host uh, Pastor Gary and my elder JC Montgomery. Hey. Praise God. We are founders of Living Stones International and thankful to be here today as host of the Stone Builders Hour. You know, you can join us and become a partner with us. But you know what? You don't even have to sow a seed. You can just say, I want to be a partner uh, with the Stone Builders. Yes. And we'll give you a hookup. We'll yes. give you a gift just because you want to join and be a part of us. And we welcome that. And uh, we just want to, uh, to thank the uh, be able to ha- be here to share what the good news is. Because we are a Bible-based ministry sharing the good news based on Biblical principles and how they affect us today. Yep. Current events. It's always happening. So, you know, JC, we mentioned earlier, we're on all the podcasts. So if you think of a podcast, think of 
the stone builders are. All you have to do is put in the search engines from iHeartRadio all the way down, put in the search engine, the stone builders are, and we will appear. Pop up. And just join us, follow us, and uh, look for us soon on YouTube. YouTube, yay! Like us, subscribe, and hit that bell. And uh, soon and very soon, we will have videos so you can see what we look like. Praise All God right. for some of you who are interested. We're just uh, too beautiful. She's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I I, I receive it. Uh, yeah, she's <laughs> lovely. She's awesome. You know, uh, you know, we're the turtle in the hair. Oh, you're really trying to rub. Uh, Put that oil on. <laughs> so we just want to thank you uh, as we go forward with uh, why the glory is gone. Wow. You know, it's a great honor. Glory is a great honor. It's a praise. It's a distinction accorded by common consent. That it's means we, everybody agrees. Mm. Well, it's not happening right here in America right not now. Not right now. There is no glory going on in America. The Holy Spirit and God's presence, he's always here with us. Yes, he is. But he's hanging around up in the clouds right now. Let us basically hang ourselves. Well, uh, I, he everywhere. So he, <laughs> he he's the air, he's the wind, he's the water. We need to be effectively uh, giving him admiration for what he's doing. But, you know, history shows we are all no more than, guess what, an extinction away. Mm. When you brought up Inkabod, there's a couple other verses that I wanted to reference. That was Jeremiah 52. It says, declare among the nations, proclaim and set up a standard. And you know what a standard is, radio audience. Proclaim, do not conceal it. Say, Babylon is taken. Baal is shamed. Merodach is broken in pieces. Her idols are humiliated. And if we don't do that, that means what? The glory is gone. Uh, let's see, in Zephaniah 1.9, it says, In the same day I will punish, and this is God speaking, all those who leap over the threshold, who fill their master's houses with violence and deceit. And you know, Owen says, <clears throat> we're always reading from the Old Testament. Well, you know, there's stuff in the New Testament as well. Matthew 4.10 says, then Jesus said, because remember, uh, the devil came, Satan came to tempt Jesus and says, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And that's a nine. And Jesus said in 10, Matthew 4.10, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. And remember, if you resist the devil and 11, it said, then the devil left him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. So when we say we lose the glory, look at our hist- our own history, our past history. You have Israelites who have now been spread across the entire continent. And world. Yep. Northeast, west, and south. You have the Middle East in ruins that now were even in more ruins. So all of those uh, statues and just heirlooms that we had in history are now all gone. 
Um, today, people don't go to church like they used to. So all of Europe has these beautiful cathedrals. And what they are are tourist attractions because yeah. people aren't going. And just and say- for their architectural point. Right, than anything. And the building then yes, for the, the people. God dwelt here. Yes. Well, you know, God always says that. Uh, people always say, well, you know, is God really there? But he always tells you where he is. And he says, sometimes if you don't see me there, I'm not there because he's I'm somewhere else, somewhere where people appreciate me. But the same thing has happened even with our own country in terms of our Native Americans. Um, you know, here in America, we had the 12 tears. And, I, you know, part of that, I know Pastor's going to relay some of that, but that was a travesty. Yes. And sometimes when I know when we came to Florida, I almost felt like we were coming home. Because here, a lot of history took place right here in the state of Florida. But, Pastor? Yeah, because Florida was, what's unique about Florida, that there were five flags flown over Florida when we lived in Pensacola. Uh, Florida, they have the the city of five flags. Yes. Uh, The English, the Brits, the French. Um, the Spanish, Spanish, and the American flag right. have all flown over Pensacola, and uh, so a lot of when they talk about the Underground Railroad uh, back during the, the, the late seventeen hundreds or even the sixteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds on forward, um, Florida, because under Spanish rule, became a haven for uh, enslaved. Yes, and they traveled. To Florida, not, not north, north to Canada. Right. Yes. No one knew where Canada was, but they knew where Florida was. And they all, a lot of folks went to Florida centuries, not just in the 1800s, but that happened when they started bringing over slaves and they mm-hmm. started escaping. Mm-hmm. That's why they knew to go south. And and they hooked up with the Seminole Indians. So the blacks and uh, uh, slaves hooked up with the Indians because they knew how to deal with white folks. They knew the language and things of that nature. And they came together and were called Seminoles. Mm. Yes. Uh, Osceola was, uh, daddy was uh, like a black guy and Indian mom. (laughs) Just look at your history. But during that time where like was so awful was Andrew Jackson, who was a general. He fought with the Indians for Mm -hmm. so long and he became an advocate when he became president, what he called Indian removal. And as an army general, he spent years leading brutal campaigns against the Creeks in Georgia and Alabama and the Seminoles in Florida. Campaigns that resulted in the transfer of hundreds of thousands of acres of lands from the Indian nations to the white farmers. Because the Indians were given all this land uh, just to stay, you know, just to stay. Keep on, you stay over there. You stay over there. Well, I mean, they were in Georgia. They were in Alabama. They were in Tennessee, Kentucky. And they were all over. Yes. And that was promised to them mm-hmm. that these were the treaties that came out over the terms of them being uh, placed in certain places. But of course, there's play, you know, you know how it is. We see someone over there that has something. We say, oh, I want it. Uh-huh. So that's what happened. Uh, farmers decided, white farmers decided, oh, that land's too valuable for them to have. So they wanted it. And what happened, Pastor? Oh, what happened is they took it. <laughs> Amen. By force and by battle. 
And once Andrew Jackson became president, they decided to relocate all the Seminoles and Creeks and blacks and everyone out of Florida and marched them across. Yep. Alabama. Yep. Georgia. Mississippi. Louisiana. Texas. Yes. To Oklahoma. Mm. Where they settled and promised them the whole state of Oklahoma was supposed to be Indian territory. Mm. But. <laughs> the rest of the story is that didn't happen. It didn't happen because the white farmers wanted that too. Yes. And so what do they do? They put the Indians on reservations and all that kind of stuff. So the glory of God is gone. In a lot of areas. Where was God at in all that? Hmm. Well, and we talk about those who, uh, we talk about the South being the Bible Belt, but was God actually in the Bible Belt during that time? Oh, yes, he was. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes he lets man do what he wanted to do, and they going to pay in the end. Well, you know, we have free will, and I, I discussions on free will is that we can do what we want to do, but God does have a standard. And if we're not living to that standard, what good is our free will? Because the only thing I see for, well, remember, I'm going to be in that 144,000. <laughs> That's what free will speaks to, that I live my life not only to the glory of God, but I, I follow his statutes mm-hmm. and his commandments. And, and, and during that time, during the 1800s, the Declaration of Independence was already mm-hmm. written. That's right. You had the Declaration of Independence already written. You had the 13 colonies expanded, but yet and still, they still wanted to keep black folks enslaved and also law saying that we are not human because we got to have a certain amount of blood to make us human. White blood. They had to have some amount of that. And then with the Indians, they just didn't count. Because they were discounted. They refused to be enslaved. They refused to do this. And and um, it's something about uh, the Indians that, um, you know, just, they just had to get rid of them. It's a travesty. And just know, uh, we're going to continue to talk about where is the glory? Because in all of this, where is God? Where is he at? Yeah. Is he there? Is he seeing? Is he going to be doing and somehow in all things, you know, when you do wrong, eventually you got to pay for it. You know, you do the crime, you do the time. So I believe God is just waiting for his time to and, bring it and to we're fruition. sharing this with you about this history, about the glory of God, because we just want to be able to share that in the midst of when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, in the midst of hate, in the midst of despair, uh, torture, uh, uh, no freedoms at all, we want to share that with you to know that whatever happened yesterday is over. We can't do anything about it. It's all about where are you at today so you can prepare for today and tomorrow. And if the Almighty is not a part of you, if you don't have any of his light within you, you're going to have a difficult time surviving. And this is going to be about whether you're black, white, Indian, uh, Hispanic. If you don't bow down and submit thy will to the Almighty, then uh, you're going to have some problems. You know, how are you going to, when the supermarkets right now, you got inflation going up. 
Uh, you got gas prices going crazy. Yep. If the supermarkets closed, how would you survive? You worrying about going out wiping out all the toilet paper, but how will you survive if the supermarkets don't open up tomorrow? All right. Well, we're so, going to come back, Pastor, to that come back. because we're going to talk a little bit more about where's the glory and how we're going to get it back. Yep. If you're going to ask them, keep them supermarkets open. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife JC at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Welcome back to the follow-up of Reviewing God's Glory. Have you seen it? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it's like? We spend so much time with looking at the highlights of things to come that we really do forget God's glory. There's just so many things that we need to be paying attention to, Um I, I just know that when we always describe when we're in our garden or seeing things, how God's glory just opens up. But, you know, you can be a friend of the Stone Builders Hour and see that glory, too, by just uh, donating with us, supporting us in our mission of working uh, with those who are behind uh bars uh, working us with parents who are trying to get their situations together but know that God's glory is everywhere and I believe we have some scriptures pastor on what it is that we see God's glory that's good because I would like to bring it back to current days and and how do we learn for example, Exodus twenty four sixteen through 18. It states, Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. 
And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. <laughs> and now you got to imagine that you on an open football field or even an open field. And you got uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Israels. And you got Moses uh, elevated above you up on the Mount Sinai. And that you can see him up there. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Mm. You're looking up. And on top of the mountain is like a fire on top of the mountain. So Moses went into the midst of the crowd. I know people must say, and went up into the mountain. And Moses was in the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. People up there looking where he at. Do we go forward? Do we go back? Did he get burned up? He, get- <laughs> <laughs> he just walked into a consuming fire on top of a mountain. Praise God. That, 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 that's totally awesome. That's totally awesome. And then in Leviticus 9, 24, it states, Then Aaron lifted his hands towards the people blessed them and came down from offering the sin offering, the burnt offering and the peace offering. Mm. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting and came out and blessed the people. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people and fire came out from before the Lord and consumed and burnt the offering and the fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Oh my goodness. That means all of a sudden, you hey, just imagine you were on a, you had a cookout. Yes. And you on a cookout and you got an open pit where you, you roasting. I'm not going to say that pig, but you're going to roast the whole cow and you cut the cow apart and you got the fat over here, go there. And all of a sudden there's a fire with, you know, just come down like a lightning bolt seconds and just uh, zaps everything. And it's like, God, 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 you, you, you talk about bowing down and all of the almighty. Oh God. Hey, let's look at first Corinthians. Yes. First Corinthians, uh, one through 31. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. Yes. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are who bring us something out of nothing that's God that no flesh should glory in his presence because you burn up but of him you are in Jesus Christ who became for us wisdom from God yes. in righteousness and sanctification because when Solomon had finished praying, oh, let me follow up on that one. Yeah. Well, one of the things that when we talk about all those things in terms of glory, we have to look at what's our role as believers, our role as the church. Because, you know, the church is never more than one generation away from extinction due to what? 
persecutions and or moral decay. Are we speaking to someone right now? If we go back and look at the uh, the title of Job, which I know is Pastor's favorite uh, chapter in the in the Bible, favorite but book, it's yeah. spelled I Y Y O B. The, that the Hebrew word, I guess, Eob. And the name has two meanings. It's derived from the Hebrew word for persecution, and it can also mean persecuted one. But it's more likely if we look at the Arabic meaning of the word, it also can mean to come back or repent. If so, it may be defined as the repentant one. Because remember, Job never cursed God. He wanted God to know that he was still in his corner. So he repented of all his sins. Even if he didn't, he kept saying he didn't do anything wrong, but it just happened. Both meanings apply to this book, and the Greek t- title is IOB. And remember, there w- really wasn't a J sound, like a J, uh, H sign sound, so it came out to be Job. But in Job 1, I'm going to read you 1 through 12. I'm not, yeah, we'll read some of this. Um, I'm not going to read all of it, but remember, Job was minding his own business. That's right. He's he wasn't was. hurting anyone. He had everything. He had seven sons, three daughters. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, mm-hmm. 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. He was known as the greatest of all the people in the East. And he was just minding his own business. And the next thing you know, here's his servant comes and says, well, you know, your sons and daughters were feasting. And then all of a sudden, uh, they were attacked. And you know what happened? Of course, we look at in uh, verse 6, there was a time when God called all the sons of men to him. And who comes along? Satan. Satan, he does. And Satan says, well, and the Lord asks him, well, from where you come? And so Satan says, ah, going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. But the Lord was so proud of Job because Job was a man of after God's own heart, heart like David, but he was upstanding and righteous. And he says, have you considered my son, servant Job? Remember, repentant one and also persecuted one. He said that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. So, of course, Satan said, yeah, he does all that because you got you got a hedge <laughs> around him. You got your hand on him. You blessed everything he he's done. But if you curse him, what do you think is going to happen? That's right. And so the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. And what did he do? Go about trying to see how he could upset Job. And you know, most of us would have fallen suit to that because we wouldn't be able to handle it. But in Romans 8, 31 through 35 says, what then shall we say to these things? This is my verse. If God is for us, who can be against us? He didn't spare his son. I'm uh, kind of just giving you a short version. 
But who will bring charge against God's elect? If we're God's elect, we're justified. We're not going to be condemned because Christ died from our sins. And 35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. Nakedness? No. Peril? No. Sword? No. You have to be able to stand the wiles of the devil from whence you came. And the last thing I wanted to talk about when we mentioned the persecutions, what does persecution do for you, Pastor? Well, hey, we're going to take a break, and I will tell you as soon as we come back, <laughs> I got to get a cup of coffee. Praise God. Elder J.C. Montgomery here with a parenting snippet just for you. Mom, you're a gateway. When talking with the father of your children, the only thing you can control is what you do and speak. You have the best chance to affect what he says and does when you remain calm. Listening skills include the ability to sense sound, paying attention to your tone, paying attention to what you hear. That is listening. So pay attention, moms. Someone is listening to you. Welcome back. Welcome back from that break. Praise God. I finally got my cup of, my cup of coffee with hazelnut cream in it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, praise God. And now, well, uh, I got, you know, I had a senior moment there for a second. But uh, praise God that we back on track, and the coffee is very, very good. Thank you, Miss JC. All righty. Well, we were uh, reading for Romans eight thirty one through thirty five when we were talking about Satan t- testing Job in Job, and him standing the test of time. But Romans eight thirty one through thirty five says that. What then shall we say to these things? To persecution. If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Because he didn't spare his own son. Christ came to justify us. He came to die for our sins. And Romans 38, 35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, which is persecution, or distress, which is persecution, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. These are all persecutions. And you know how sometimes you feel persecuted. It could happen at work when you don't feel like you're getting your fierce shake. It could happen at home when you feel like maybe you're doing more or less than somebody else because we're always in a situation where we're trying to overcome. But God says it. If he be for us, who can be against us? Who can stand against us? You know, it says one can put a thousand in flight to 10,000. 
So how much more can we come together in the body of Christ and be able to overcome our persecution? And, you know, persecution can be can go either way. Yeah. You can grow with it or you can be bitter. Are you the persecutor or, or the per- persecute? Hey, how about that? <laughs> because a lot of times uh, situations can change. You can find, uh, isn't that how... Say a person who's abused, they become the abuser. Sometimes that situation will make you who you are because of where you come from or what's happened to you. But, you know, response, our response to persecution determines the result. Uh, In writing to uh, the Jewish believers, Peter you know, they were, they were believing they were struggling in the midst of persecution, but he encourages them to conduct themselves courageously for the person and the program of Christ. Because you can remember, we're not, I, I mean, I know today, in today's world, there are places where Christians are persecuted. But those of us here in the United States of America are blessed because we can practice our faith without having someone standing over us. Now, that may change in the next few years based on certain conditions that are happening right now. They closed all the churches Churches, because of the virus and you're persecuted or fine if you opened up. That's right. So it's not unlikely that would happen here. But your character and your conduct must be above reproach. You have to be able to stand like Job and mm. saying that I am still for God despite my situation. He might take everything I have, but I still stand with him. I hurt he, my body. But I still stand with him. You take he my makes, wife. Right. My children, my sons, my possessions, but I still stand with him. Praise God. I mean, let's believe it. Having been born again to a living hope, because God is a living God, we are to imitate him who has called us. And remember, he said, I will send the Holy Spirit so that he will be your comforter, that he will give you what you need in order to sustain yourself. So the fruit of that character will be your will be conducted, rooted in what? Submission. Submission. And so many of us don't do not know how to do that. Citizens to government, servants to masters, wives to husbands, husbands to wives, and Christians. And I'd like to always say, instead of using the word Christian, I'd like to say believers, because those of us who believe in God's commandments and his statutes are a submitted people or a submitted person. So, Pastor, I don't know about you, but I, you know, even though we we admit to persecution, we have to believe that we are victorious. What the song that would say is, "I'm not a victim; I'm a victor. I'm not down; I'm up." You know, so we have to be able to live in that and know that we are going to be in that hundred forty-four thousand. <laughs> For myself, if I could be a little bit transparent, is that um, sometimes you could be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. Sometimes you're tired of doing the same thing and getting the same results and not getting ahead. You're not falling backwards, but there is something within yourself, your mind, and your character that is missing. 
I know for myself, I had like I was I was like an empty void, and when you become a empty void, the deceiver is oh, right around the corner, yes, ready is. to fill you up with sin, ready to fill you up with pornography, ready to fill you up with drugs or alcohol, whatever your weakness is. The deceiver is there waiting in the wings to take over and pour you in, uh, pour up anything to keep you from submitting to the will of God. I know myself, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And sometimes when you're reading the word, you really have to make that word come alive. And for myself, the only way I can do that was to put myself in the Bible. Yes. Put my name, instead of saying he, the, she, or, you know, put my name in in the Bible. And then it started to come alive. And I knew that I hadn't been uh, a good husband. I knew I could have work on being a good father. I knew I could work on being a, a better business owner and and better leader and a you know, I knew those things. And so I finally had an opportunity to uh, be in a, a faith church where the only place I could feel the Holy Spirit there and to be able to ask the question of me. I was asked a question, if I die today, where would I be? Where would I go? And to be truthful, I finally was truthful to myself that I don't know. And I went to the altar and submitted my will to God and my and my life changed. And the void was filled because then I knew that I walked with the Holy Spirit. So I knew, and I just thank God to have Yeshua there because just as we said earlier, when the Israelites were out there with watching Moses up on the, the mountaintop and then you have uh, uh, the Israelites looking at Moses and Aaron uh, you know, pulling out the, the the sacrament, and then God sent a lightning bolt to suck everything up, and sk- God gave us His Son Jesus, where we didn't have to go and burn up anything. Hallelujah! Somewhere where we can have Hallelujah life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah! His son came to show us how to live. Yes, show us how to walk. Show us how to talk. And all we had to all we have to do is believe on him and give our will to the Almighty and say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yes. Clean Lord. me up. Yes. Well so it I just want to say, you know, just to know that when you come to the Lord and when you are persecuted, count, Paul tells us to count it all joy. Yes. It's interesting you mentioned about uh, persecution and coming to the light because one of the things that when we uh, were speaking uh, in Romans is that it is God who justifies and John 3.18 says he who believes in him is not condemned which tells me I'm not persecuted but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And 19 reads, and this is the condemnation. Hear this, radio audience, that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness Mm. rather than light. 
God. because their deeds were evil. You know, you know when you're doing right. And exactly. And John 3.20 says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Because you know what they say, nothing happens in darkness that doesn't come to the light. That's right. And three and three twenty John 3.21, But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. That's why Pastor was talking about he he felt a void. He didn't know what was going on. He needed to be filled. But when you come to God, he fills you with the light. Yes, he does. That's why a lot of times people are attracted. You know, I'm always amazed how people <laughs> zoom in on Pastor because it's his light that attracts people to him. And that's what we want. We want people to see the light so that they know that they can be saved and saved by grace. And that light is so important. That light is the spirit, the Holy Spirit. And that's why when we would go into the prisons, many times that we would have a Bible, but you should know, you should, if, if you have that word in you, that travels with you and you use it as a reference point, but people want to be attracted to the light and that's why there's a lot of false teachers out here. Yes, there because are. Because if they're in the church, they're on the street corners, they're on the subway, they there's false teachers everywhere, and people are hungry for the word and the truth. Peter warns us about yes, he does. about false teachers yes, he does. who are peddling damaging doctrine. Mm. You know, and and he begins by urging uh, folks to keep close watch on their personal lives. Just like now, you got to keep a close watch on your your identity because you got thieves out here trying to steal your credit cards. I had two emails talking about Amazon. I bought this stuff from Amazon. They're trying to steal your identity. It's just like you got to keep watch over your personal lives, even your home, because yes. you have false people trying to take your homes through uh, through a title uh, a fraud and everything else like that. So you have to be diligent and you should be that diligent when it comes to the almighty God. Yes. Because the believers, JC, why don't we say that instead of saying Christians, why don't we just say believers? believers yes. Because um, sometimes Christians, I don't think I identify with those Christians back during the time of King James that was putting people and torturing people to, to, um, Believe in God, yeah, and, and commit to that. I'm not a witch, yeah, burned at the stake. And they lock, they put you in a thing with spikes all in it, yes. cut off your gym. This is in the church. The yes. church got some torture equipment. So I don't believe in those Christians, but but the man's diligent in pursuing moral excellence. Yes, you as a believer, you have to pursue a moral excellence and knowledge. You got to study the word. You just can't go willy nilly because how are you going to know when someone's telling the truth or if they're giving doctrines? If you go to a church where the pastor just talking and everybody falling out the Holy Spirit saying the Holy Spirit's here and there's no scriptures to back up what he's saying. Uh, well, so- what does they say? Study thyself to, sh- to to show thyself approved. <laughs> so you got to be studying, y'all. Y'all know what we talking about. 
You have to have self-control. You can't yes. be going to church trying to get with Sister Mary over there. And and uh, and Sister Mary, how about not dressing like you're going to the club and, you know, and leave the kids alone? You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Perseverance. Yes. When you come to the Almighty and submit your will, these things, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and selfless love, that come becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of you. Yes. By contrast, false teachers, they're sensual. Oh, they're arrogant. They're greedy. We were watching a program where, you know, $1,000, you give me $1,000, you're going to get a blessing. Yes. You'll get a $1,000 blessing. If you give me $500, you get a $500 blessing. If you give me five bucks, you're going to give a $5 blessings. People going broke. Trying to keep up with the lie. A woman in North Carolina won several hundreds of millions of a couple million dollars in the lotto. She said, I want to help my church. And uh, she helped the church, but the church sued her and won because she said, I'll give you 10%. And apparently that was like a binding contract. This is after her boyfriend took all her money. He was selling drugs. He went to jail. She paid crazy number for it. Okay, let me get back to the story. <laughs> False teachers, greedy, yeah. arrogant, covenants. You got to run away. They scoff at the thought of future judgment. And lie, and they live their lives as if the present would be a pattern for the future. Well, remember, uh, even Yeshua said that those who are wealthy, who are not following him, they've already got their just rewards. So if they got their just rewards on heaven, I want mine. I want to be in that 144. <laughs> Apostle uh, Peter reminds them that although God may be long suffering. All right. And sending judgment, ultimately it's going to come. Yes, it because is. Because he said it. It's going to happen. But in view of that fact, believers, we should live our lives in godliness, blamelessness, and steadfastness. And right now, what's going on in our country behind our border being open? Where's the glory? Behind the vaccine. I'm not saying vaccines is right. I'm not saying vaccine is wrong. All I know is that you should have the right to choose. Choice, yes. Where I decide whether or not I want it, because just as you want to be homosexual, you got laws that let you be homosexual. If you want to be married as a man to a man, you can do that. If you want to have an abortion, you go ahead and get the abortion. So those folks who said that I don't want to take the vaccine, they should not be persecuted and being and think that the vac because you got the vax don't have the vaccine, you're gonna cause people who got the vaccine trouble. People who got the vaccine here are, are getting, getting the virus. virus true. So, but we but one of the things you talked about, if you look back on all everything that we talked about. It's accorded by common consent. We're supposed to be praising God. Where's the glory in all of the accusations that are going back and forth? Where is that glory? Where's God in all of that? Um, What we've done in our past history in terms of persecuting other people and persecuting the church over general, where's the glory in that? And God keeps warning us, but somehow we don't hear him enough. 
one of the things that we have to be cognizant of, and I'm always, I, I repeat it to myself almost a daily basis, fear not him who mm. can kill the body only, mm. but fear him who can kill body and soul. And we're not living as though we're in fear. And I'm not saying God is a respectful God. He's awesome. But also when you look at the beginning when he was with Moses, he was so mighty, so great that the people mm. were afraid. Mm. And now we just do any old thing. Everyone, everyone speaks of free will. Yes, we have free will to make the decisions that we want to but God is looking for a free will people who will follow him mm-hmm. because I can follow any old thing. <laughs> I can follow the devil. Yes, I can follow the false teachers. I can follow abortions. I can follow homosexuality. But is that of God? Is that what God envisions for us as a people? And so we have to look at this. And at some point, we are going to have to give an account. See, I can't give an account, not even for my own children. I can't even give an account for my own husband. He got to do that on his own. They got to do it on their own. So all we're asking is that you take a true look at where's the glory? Is there glory in it? We always said, what would Jesus do? What was it? WWJD (laughs) kind of thing. Well, now we might have to say WG, WTG. Where's the glory? Because if there's no glory in it, then we're not living accordingly to how God wants us to be. But people, though, want the glory. Many don't. And and that's through the history of, that uh, we were just uh, talking about on how the Israelites, when uh, Moses came down from the mountain after 40 days, number one, they they went ahead and made a golden cow. And yes, right. Me. I mean, he left it. But, but what's so, <laughs> no, I mean, we could even go before that, but what's so ironic, he had just done all mm. those miracles <laughs> before the them plagues. in a matter of, what a year two years maybe not even that they turned but even from the beginning with adam and eve they had everything and that's why sometimes you do have to do research and study because i know pastor's been studying the apocrypha and some of the things that they speak to in there the bible is kind of has lost a lot of reference because we think Adam, oh, he got kicked out of the garden and that was the end of it. But when you read the Apocrypha, he was devastated so much so that he dropped over and died. And God said, "Uh uh-uh, not yet. (laughs) You're not getting off that easy. So the same thing with us. We keep doing it over and over again for the unglorious And we kept saying, oh, you know, there's no God. He's not going to be around. He's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. But look at the floods. Look at all of the mountain slides and the the weather patterns. Yes, everything that has happened. God's trying to get our attention. Radio audience, I trust you hear him. Yeah. I trust you looking for the glory. We're living in some perilous times right now. Yes. And, uh, and. We need to stand strong 
in Second Peter's one four, uh, the Apostle Peter. Uh, he says that I am a bondservant, an apostle mm. to Jesus Christ. Amen. To those who have attained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Uh, life and godliness. Boy, you know, do we have to explain what godliness mm. is? Uh, virtue. <laughs> oh. But you know, the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promise that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Well, one of the things that when you talk about looking at the Bible, not only as a, as a historical reference, but also as your operating manual, as your way that you will get to the truth. And I know, I, I do understand that people want to believe that all paths lead to God, but God gave us that manual so that we could follow it. So the path will be led to him because so many of, I mean, look in second Chronicles 28, 19 through 21, Ahaz did the same thing. He was unfaithful to God, but he thought he'd go ahead and pay the Syrians to help him beat off his enemy. And it never happened. Mm. He got killed. So, Ladies and gentlemen, we just need to keep our eyes focused on things above and not on things, and not on things of this world. You mentioned Syria, boy. Mm. Syria, Afghanistan, Iran, I mean, it's, Iraq. That's all historical have, yes, Bible. Yes. That's where the, uh, uh, Jesus traveled through uh, Lebanon, uh, all those places that have been bombed. And destroyed Afghanistan. That's yes, all part of that whole region. Bible there. history, and yeah. and as my father used to say, nothing. Everything remains the same. Nothing changes because even though history has repeated itself, and we become more so-called modern, computers or technology is is ever rampant. Our children are are into the social media, all of that, but nothing has changed. If we don't keep our eyes focused on things above. That's why you must. The Almighty wants us to search him out. Always. He's looking for us to search him out. And when you search, you're looking for truth. And one thing that I can say why we enjoy research because God always says, prove me. Yes. He says, prove him. Yes. So I'm on this quest to prove him yes. that he is alive and well, the same God of yesterday yes. as today. Yes. And he hasn't changed, but we have. have. Yes. And you have to search out the truth behind what's going on in our government, behind what's going on in our military, behind what's going on 
with the virus behind what's going on with the workforce. Hey, even behind going on, Amazon's coming to the Tallahassee. Here, amen. You know, they're supposed to be bringing 4,000 jobs, paying between right. 15 and 18. And I'm saying this, and I'm not even going to check from Amazon. But, <laughs> but you know, search him out. Just as you would search out that job opportunity, search him, him out. out. Amen. Amen. We are not living under the light of of the almighty in my opinion here in america right now in the world and america has done in the world they have done a lot of wrong a lot of injustice service yes they have done a lot of good because there have been men and women with the light who changed slavery who stopped different things from yes who laid down their life uh, for a truth that they believed in and they didn't have to be woke they did it because they were following the path of God. So I'm glad you mentioned like Amazon and all the things that are going on in the world because the more things change, the more they remain the same. That's what my father used to say. So it could change, 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 but it hasn't uh, moved to that. So Pastor, I, I, we are near the end. Oh no! I'm I just want to be warmed up. I know you are, and we cannot go have no two-hour shows. But I still we'll, want to talk about that glory of God. Yes, the because light, it's wonderful. Yes, I mean it was shining on them. Yeah, yes. but yet still you turned away and did sin. You had to be out there for twenty years on a on a twenty-mile journey. Yes, well that goes to show you what God can do. So, uh, Pastor, I know we we talked about um, where's the glory. I will follow up maybe at some future point, but I just think we need to end in prayer to allow people to understand and know that all things are possible. Well, you know what? Let me do a prayer with uh, Hebrews. Um, uh, Let me come up with a prayer dealing with uh, Hebrews here. And uh, it's like Hebrews 13. Let brotherly love continue. Yes. Do not forget to entertain strangers. Mm. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. All right. That goes back to Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Rahab. Angels mm-hmm. who just. Yep. I knock away. So. And remember the prisoners as if chained with them. Now, nah, a lot of folks ain't going to do that. <laughs> Lord, let me get back to this. Let me get serious. Those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor yes. forsake you. So we may boldly say, the, the Lord, Lord is my helper. helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Yes, praise God. What can man do to me? Because I have the glory. Well, tune in. Next Glory's week. not gone. He right here, right yes, now. Yes, he is. He's one of the stone builders out. Hey, you can how about be part that? of that, George, that, hey. that glory by visiting us on any of our iPod stations, iHeart, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. We're all there. And don't forget, you can make a donation to Living Stones. To the Stone Builders Hour, go to www.welivingstones.org, make that donation, and or you can call us at 850 uh, 
219-0091 will be more than happy to direct you who, where, how, and even pray for you yes. when you're over the phone. So uh, till next week. We'll see ya. We're out. We'll be back. God bless. God bless.